Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I, I was never satisfied the way some people deal with folks who come to be saved. I, I know a lot of times in, in praying and dealing with folks who come to be saved, we just sort of leave them in the dark, so to speak. Sometimes people tell folks, well, keep on praying, the Lord will save you after a while. But you know, friends, there's more to being saved than just praying. If one prays apart from the Word of God, he will not get anywhere. I've seen so many people come to the altars who were as earnest and sincere as they could be, and yet they went away unsaved. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series Right and Wrong Thinking by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. God did not favor Caleb and Joshua more than he did the other spies or the other uh, older men of Israel. Some think that God just likes some people better than others, that God just does some things for some people that he wouldn't do for others. But you know, my friends, that's not true. God does not have any pets or favorite children. He loves us all with the same love. And he has made the same provision for every single one of us. God did not love Caleb and Joshua better than the rest of the children of Israel. He did not love them better than he did these other ten spies that went in to spy out the land. You, you see, friends... God was willing to do for the rest of them what he did for Caleb and Joshua. All could have gone into Canaan's land. And God said to Israel and to all of them that I will give you the land. And he promised them the land. You know, a lot of people think, well, now because God promised it, he'll do it. But you see, he didn't do it here in these lives, even though he had promised it. Now why? Now why? He was willing to do for them just what he did for Caleb and Joshua. All could have gone into Canaan's land, but they fixed the landmark of their lives with the wrong believing, which resulted in the wrong confessing. Paul said to take heed unto ourselves. And in his writings, he used Israel as an example. He said, lest we fail to enter in because of our unbelief, Hebrews 3.12. Now, of course, he is referring to entering in to the promises of God. Paul said they failed to enter in because of unbelief. Their, their belief was wrong, you see. Now then, in the Greek, unbelief also means unpersuadableness. You see, the children of Israel could not enter in because of unpersuadableness. They could not be persuaded to act on God's word. God said, I will give you the land. He said, I will drive out the giants and give it to you, give the land to you. But they could not be persuaded to act on God's word. Now we need to realize that there are two phases of unbelief, or, or maybe we should say kinds, and yet they're both alike, and yet there's two phases of it, I suppose, is one good way to say it. You see, some doubt because they do not know. This is an unbelief that is based on a lack of knowledge of the Word of God. Because you see, Romans 10, 17 said, uh, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If they don't hear, and they don't know the Word of God, they cannot have faith. There is unbelief 
because of never having heard the word. That is why so many people do not believe in divine healing for the physical body, who are thoroughly saved people and Christians all right, but they never heard the word preached on the subject of healing. Well, now someone said they can read it for themselves. Yes, they can, but they are like you and me. I was associated with a group that did not believe in healing. We had been taught from a childhood that those things were not for us today. Therefore, when we read about it, it would not register on our spirits because our minds were closed to it and were already made up about the matter. You see, one also has to have an open mind to God's Word. And so the cure for this kind of unbelief is to study God's Word in order to gain knowledge of what is yours in Him. Then there's another type of unbelief. It's like Israel's. Israel knew because God had said it, he would give them the land. But they could not be persuaded to act on his word. There are many individuals who are informed on God's word, but they cannot be persuaded to act on God's word. This is unbelief. And the cure for this particular type of unbelief is obedience. Have you ever noticed that the majority of Christians are sincere and earnest and honest, but yet they are weak. That may seem to be a misstatement, but it isn't. Now the reason is that they have never dared to make a confession as to what they are in Christ Jesus. One can know what he is in Christ. Israel knew what God had said. He said, I'll give you the land of Canaan. Uh, everything else God had said to them had come to pass. They had followed along after him on other things, but they could not be persuaded to act on his word in this matter. Friends, a large majority of Christians are not walking in the light they possessed. Most of them are praying, God, give me something or, or do this for me. Now, God's not going to do anything until they start acting on what they already know. When they do, they are going to get the answer. I remember when I was on the bed of affliction, extreme, extremely ill, given up to die by the doctors. My family thought I was going to lose my mind because I read the Bible so much. The doctor came by one day, the medical doctor I'm talking about, came in and uh, he, he noticed I had the Bible on the bed. He asked me, he said, son, uh, what do you read? Well, I said, I read the Bible most. He said, you read the newspaper? Oh, I said, look, the headlines a little. Uh, well, he told me I should not read the Bible so much. I, I'd lose my mind. Well, you know, it helped many people if they could lose their natural minds and get spiritual minds in their place. I knew from where I was getting my health and my strength, therefore I just kept on reading and studying God's Word. Now, if Christians many times would just lay aside a lot of things that are legitimate for a little while, like fishing and hunting trips, and uh, with sincerity for the deeper things of God, they would seek His Word and give time to His Word, they would be better Christians. Before I received my healing, as I looked at the Bible, I saw that it said Old Testament, New Testament. And I decided that the New Testament had taken the place of the Old, or else one of them would be old and the other new. Therefore, to begin with, because the doctor said I might die any minute, I spent most of my time reading the New Testament, especially the epistles. Now, I do most of my preaching from the New Testament, from the epistles, since they tell me who I am and what I am in Christ. 
And that is the confession that I like to maintain because it's an overcoming confession and it defeats the devil. Many pastors, evangelists, and lay members spend their time elsewhere in God's Word and it shows up in the process of time because they never have a note of victory in their speech. Now, I, I, I knew a minister who never preached on anything except uh, prophecy. He was always preaching the dark side of prophecy. Well, finally his people became tired of listening to him, preaching on the dark side all the time. And, and they found somewhere else to attend. Now, when this preacher died, he had a terrible time physically. You see, prophecy can be preached in a way that it's a blessing. And then it can be preached in a way that it becomes a curse. People become fearful. They look on the dark side of life all the time. Well, I know that the Bible said evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And, and these things are coming to, to come a falling away. And men will be lovers of their own selves and, and proud boasters, blasphemers and all that. We see all of it coming to pass. But at the same time, Jesus, you remember, he preached about it and he said that, uh, that there would be uh, earthquakes and he said there'd be famines and he said there'd be wars. And, and rumors of wars. And he said men's hearts would fail them for fear for looking after the things coming on the earth. But he said when you see these things begin to come to pass, he didn't say look down your nose and look down your face and be dejected and discouraged and downhearted. He said lift up your heads and look up for your redemption draweth nigh. And so it's time to rejoice. Now, you know, the same thing's true with preaching on, on demons. Uh, you can show, when you preach the Word of God, the authority that the Christian has over demons, and the believer will be blessed and not be afraid. But you can preach demons and evil spirits in such a way that individuals can be terribly frightened by hearing preaching on demons. Well, praise God, Christians do not have to tremble before demons nor fear them because we have deliverance and victory over them in Christ Jesus. Now, if we live in the epistles, the letters that are written to the church, we will have and live in a place of victory. Now, Paul listed a number of things that we would come up against and then summed it up by saying, Nay, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. And Paul says that we have uh, room to spare. For he says more than. He didn't just say we're conquerors. He said more than conquerors. Now then again, sometimes when I preach on the mind, it frightens some congregations. They immediately think of the mind, science, religions, and metaphysical cults. No, nevertheless, friends, the Bible does say a great deal about the mind. Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. The word of God teaches us to have the mind of Christ. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, there's a great deal of difference on what one thinks. I believe that is why many people are sick, even though they're prayed for by everyone in the country. They get in every healing line and still never receive their healing. The reason they are not getting healed is that they are thinking wrong. I have seen many for whom I have prayed who at the moment seemed help. Some even testified that the pain and the aches had left their body for two or three days at a time. Now, I knew all the time that that sickness or that pain or that condition would come back. You say, why? Well, because the whine was still in their voice. The whine never left their voice. They simply kept thinking, believing, talking wrong until it came back upon them. 
It's in the epistles that we shall find out what belongs to us as Christians, who we are, how God looks upon us, and what he thinks about us. It's much easier to follow what man thinks about things than to follow what God says. It's the hardest thing in the world. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking, plus the three CD series by Ken Hagan, Victory, God's Plan for You. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. I'm excited about our new location at Rama Bible Church, Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah, that did. Last month, we got in there at our new location. Yes, and uh, that is 8921 Northwest Expressway there in Oklahoma City. We now have our own facility. We don't have to set up every week. We and got children's rooms, youth rooms. We yes. got everything. We got the, the little uh, area out front where we got the coffee and That's everything. Right. It's neat. Hey, come out and join but us. You're in that area, and but it's at 6 o'clock on Sunday night. Call today to get this month's special victory package, which includes the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking, plus the three CD series by Ken Hagan, Victory, God's Plan for You. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. <laughs> 